Hi friends, welcome to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. And we're in episode 262 today in our journey together, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, through the whole Bible. And today we're in Genesis, we're part 193 of season 2, looking at this opening half of Genesis chapter 5, where we're looking at the basically the end of the days of Abraham and his death and burial, covered in the first 11 verses of this chapter. And this will close off this section for us before we launch out on a new theme tomorrow. Now you will know if you followed us up to this point that up to his very dying day Abraham was concerned about the will of God which in his case what that meant for him was having many children therefore having many descendants and also making sure that Isaac was the one who received the main portion of his inheritance. The first six verses told us about his decision to get married again and what happens as a result. And the second half of this passage, which begins at verse 7 and ends in verse 11, tells us actually about his death and his burial. And I'll just read those closing verses from 7 to 11 for you. It says this, This is the sum of Abraham's life, which he lived, 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last, and died a good old man, an old man full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelai, which is before Mamre, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zoar the Hittite, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. Then Abraham was buried with Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt at Beer Laheroi. So here we see he dies and he leaves his son Isaac and his grandson Jacob, who Bible experts say was probably a teenager at this point. But what is significant about this verse, I think, is the phrase where it says he died and he was full of years. Now that's a term that appears several times in the Bible and it usually means that someone dies satisfied they have done the will of God in their life. Also making sure that in this case that the will of God was going to be carried on in the next generation of his family after he died. Now the expression full of years when you see it in the Bible means usually that that person had done the will of God in the years of their life that had been given to them. And then we see he's buried in the cave of Machpelai. We heard about that and the purchase of that as a burial place for his wife, first Sarah, then him and his family generations in a previous study. I think it's also interesting that we see when it gets to the end of his life that Isaac and Ishmael together are seen to bury him. So it seems to me that the brothers are reconciled at the funeral of their father. You see, Abraham was concerned about the will of God right up to the end of his life and after his life. So what I would say this can teach us about growing old gracefully is that we too should be concerned about following the will of God in our lives to the very end. So let me say it simply and very clearly to you friends. The object of the Christian faith is to run the race and to cross the finishing line. The book of Hebrews tells us that life is like a race and we need to be seen to run it to the very end from a Christian point of view. And Abraham 
is a great example of someone who did that. Abraham was concerned about the will of God all of his life right up to the end of his life and during his older age he made provision for things after he was gone. So the sum of this passage is simple I believe. Abraham grew old and as he grew older he maintained his walk in the will of God to his very last breath. Now I want to conclude with just a couple of thoughts. It's a sad truth that the world can for many of us be a great thief because in later life it can rob people well clearly it robs us of our youth but people also experience good health being taken from them and it can also rob people of their peace and joy and even their innocent view of the world so I think a lesson we can learn from this passage is be like Abraham and don't grow up to become a grumpy old man or a miserable old woman the whole idea that we've been talking about here in this passage is it's telling us how as we get older the more dignified we should become the more sensible we should become the more concern we should have for other people isn't that what Paul talked about in that passage of Titus we looked at last time so don't friends grow up to be a grumpy old man or woman rather grow up and be a godly old man or woman by being temperate dignified and being concerned with other people and if you're not old yet it's never too late to start doing what you already know to get these characteristics as you grow older I don't care how old you are today you can start today becoming that person we all need to begin becoming a more godly person and to start doing what we know the Bible already teaches us to do today you know, just recently, in fact, just in 2021, in an old people's home in Cincinnati, Ohio, an 87-year-old resident named Patty swallowed a piece of meat and was struggling to breathe. The home was in COVID lockdown and they were very short-staffed. However, a 96-year-old man immediately sprang into action. He applied the Heimlich maneuver and probably saved her life. Now that 96-year-old man was called Henry Heimlich, Dr. Henry Heimlich, the man who invented that technique in 1974. That technique has saved thousands, tens of thousands, many would say hundreds of thousands of people over the years. By the way, among the people who've been saved that technique include Ronald Reagan, whilst he was President of the United States, and the Queen Mother here in the UK. But in this case, in that nursing home in Cincinnati, the inventor himself performed it. He was 96 years old, but do you know this was the first time he had ever done it in an emergency situation on a human being, another human being who really needed it done. He had lectured for years, he had taught thousands of people how to do it, but had never had an opportunity to do it on a living person who was in breathing distress. And he said this, and I quote, That moment was very important to me. I know about all the lives my manoeuvre has saved over the years, and I've demonstrated it so many times. But here, for the first time, was someone right next to me who was about to die. My first test subjects, by the way, were dogs, and I'd never done it on a human before in the midst of them suffering asphyxiation. So that tells me 
It's never too late to do and apply what you already know. And it's never too late to start doing it. It's never too late to know what you already know what and how to do. It's never too late to start doing what you know the Bible says you should do. Even if you're 96 years old. It's never too late to know what Father God wants you to do and to do it. Okay, there we are. We'll leave it at that point. Thank you for joining me. I hope to see you right back here tomorrow when we launch off on a new uh, section together in the Bible Project Daily Podcast. Bye for now, friends. Bye.